and we are live. We'd like to say good morning to everyone, and we'd like to say good morning to our church family, both locally as well as online. Let's give God a hand clap of praise and let our, let our online community know that we know that they are there, and we appreciate them. Amen. 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 It's just an awesome, awesome time. In the midst of everything going on, there's still an awesome time in the Lord. So it's an awesome time in the Lord. Amen. Awesome time in the Lord. This morning, I would like to invite you to come and be a part of us. And we're going to go to the book of Genesis, chapter number one. We're going to go to the book of Genesis, chapter number one. And we're going to, to walk through this. And we pray that um, you'll be able to, to receive something from from the word of God. Amen. Talking about Genesis chapter number one, and we're going to talk about the beginning this morning. We're going to speak about the beginning. Father, bless your word. Bless us, Lord God, as we stand to proclaim your word. We pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you move me out the way and allow your Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, that he will minister unto us. This is our prayer and this is our request. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, dealing with the beginning, the beginning in, in Genesis chapter number one. Just want to kind of teach this morning. It says in verse one, in chapter number one, are we all there? Because that's the, Genesis is the first book of the Bible, amen? So you can't miss it, amen? When you open it, there it is, okay? Now, verse number one in chapter number one of the book of Genesis says, in the beginning... God created the heaven and the earth. Verse 2 says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, we need to think about uh, in the beginning, that word beginning. That word beginning there means Beyond the physical that we can see. It means beyond the physical that we can see. And then it says God. Now the word God means in Hebrew means Elohim. What Elohim did, he says, he created. He created the heaven and the earth. Now to create means to bring something out of nothing. It means to bring something into order okay so elohim god he 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 speaks and he brings something out of nothing now i want us to to walk and let's go to the book of isaiah chapter number 45 because we want to deal with some things okay uh and, and regardless of what scientists say or whomever god is the one that brought something out of nothing okay now in genesis chapter number 45 well, Isaiah, I'm sorry, Isaiah chapter 45, we're going to look at this, and like I said, we're going to try to walk through and kind of teach this thing, because it's not the normal, what, you know, a lot of times when we study the Word of God, we just read it, and we don't do any in-depth in teaching. So, in Genesis chapter number 45, looking at verse number 18 over there, okay, it says in verse 18, in Isaiah chapter 45, for thus saith the Lord that created 
There it is. The heavens, God himself that formed, formed, he means he fashioned it, he framed it, and he brought it forth for a purpose. It says, for thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, that brought something out of nothing. God, Elohim, himself that formed the earth and he made it, he fashioned it, he formed it, he brought it forth, but he also brought it forth for a purpose. Now, the latter part of verse 18 says, he hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. That's the purpose of the earth, the formation of the earth. The word of God says he formed it to be inhabited. And then it says, I am the Lord and there is none else. He formed it for a purpose. Well, as he formed it for a purpose, okay? Now, when we read verse number uh, 2 in Genesis chapter 1, we have to understand that the the word of God says it was without form. Let me go back and and, and read that verse again because we're going to go to stay. We're going to stay in the book of Isaiah. But I need to go back to read that verse number 2 again because it says, and the earth was without form. That means the earth, you know, it it was without form. It, It was a wasteland. It was a desert place. It was worthless, okay? Uh, it was a wilderness, and it was a place of confusion. It, it, was a, it was emptiness. It was a place that was empty. And so as it says there in verse 2 of Genesis 1, it says, And the earth was without form and void. And then it says, And darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, we have to understand if for him to bring something out of nothing, and he, he says that he, he brought forth the earth for, for it to be inhabited in, in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter number 45. That was his purpose. But where did all this chaos come? What is this darkness? He said it was void. It was, it, 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 it was empty. It was a wasteland. It was a desert land. So what happened here? What, what really happened at this point? Now, let's go to Isaiah chapter number 14. Isaiah chapter number 14. Slow down, Brenda. Amen. Isaiah chapter number 14. Isaiah 14. Okay. We got to look at some characters that's, that's involved in what's going on here or what has transpired. Why was it void? Why was it a wasteland? Why was it a place of confusion, a place of uh, chaos, okay? Now, Isaiah chapter number 14, looking at verse number 12. Now, let's look at this first character. It says, how art thou fallen from heaven, Lucifer? Now, Lucifer is Satan himself. Lucifer is Satan. He says, how art thou fallen from heaven, Lucifer? Son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? Now, verse 13 says, For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend in heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit upon the mount of the congregation in the side of the north. Okay? The, the side of the north, the north is the dark side. The, the, the north is the dark side, okay? And then it says in verse uh, 14, he says, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. 
I will be like the most high. Satan is talking. He's talking now. He's been cast to the ground because he had a spirit of pride. He, 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 he decided that he wanted to be where God was. That's exactly how he is now. He won't say that likes to be on the throne of our hearts rather than God being on the throne of our hearts. And then verse number uh, 15 says, Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell. God is speaking. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms? Watch verse number 17 in Isaiah 14, chapter 14. Verse 17 says, that made the world, okay, as a what? Wilderness, okay? It made it as a wilderness. And then it said, and destroyed the cities thereof that opened not the house of his prison. So what had happened here, Satan, when that darkness came, because when he came, he brought darkness with him because he is darkness. He lands here upon the earth. Everything just so chaotic because of the darkness, Okay. Now, let's go to the book of Jeremiah, because we're going to walk through this, and then we're going to uh, take you on a travel, on a, on a journey. Have we lost anybody yet? We, we're good. Okay, pray, bless the Lord. All right, let's go to Jeremiah chapter number 4. Jeremiah chapter number 4. Jeremiah chapter number 4. Just going to read um, a few verses here. Verse number 23, are we there? Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah. Because we want to walk through this and, and lay out a plan, lay out, lay out what's happening and why. And then we'll understand why God did what he did. Now, verse number 23 out of Jeremiah chapter 4, it says, I beheld, this is a revelation about the beginning, you know, beyond something that you cannot see in the natural, the physical. Okay, here's a revelation here about the beginning. In verse 23 says, I beheld the earth, and lo, it was without what? Formed and void. And the heavens, and they had no light. Okay. Then verse uh, 24 says, I beheld the mountains, and lo, they trembled, and all the hills moved lightly. 25 says, I beheld, and watch this, I beheld, and lo, there was no man, and all the birds of the heavens was fled. Verse 26 is a thinking verse. He says, I beheld, and lo, the what kind of place? The fruitful place was what? Was the wilderness. Now, he's talking about, he's talking about the earth. He says, now, first of all, he said, when I looked, it was a, it was a fruitful place. Then he says, now that fruitful place had became a wilderness. And then it says, And all the cities thereof were broken down in the presence of the Lord and by his fierce anger. So what he sees and, and, and what one would think, because there are a lot of things in, in the scripture that is so deep, I don't, I'm not sure if people's mind can comprehend it. You know, it, to, to know that, the, that the, it was a fruitful place and all of a sudden it becomes a place of wilderness, Okay. And so when we go back now to, to the book of Genesis, let's go back to the book of Genesis. Let's go back to the book of Genesis. Going back to Genesis chapter number one, okay? Going back. Now, what happens here, he talks about 
uh, what's going on or what has taken place. There's darkness there. There is a wilderness place. That place which was once was fruitful because of the dropping, because of the Satan, the fallen being kicked out of heaven. All of a sudden now, it has become a wilderness place. Okay? It was, it was desert. The word of God says it was void. It's a place of ruins. Okay? It was empty. And when we read Isaiah chapter 14, verse 17, it tells us why, how it ended up that way. It's because when Satan came, he came with darkness because he is darkness, okay? And it says, and darkness is the absence of light. And see, that's how it is with our own lives today. When God likes, wants to move upon the, the darkness within us, especially when there's the absence of light, light meaning God. When there's the absence of God, we're operating in darkness, okay? So we have to understand that we never want to be in a place of darkness, being without God, being absent without the light, okay? Because you cannot fight the enemy when the darkness is ruling, okay? So now we're going back. Now, Genesis chapter, uh, well, Genesis chapter 1, it talks about how the darkness moved upon the face of the deep. It talks about the face of the deep. Now, we have to understand that when, when, when darkness moves and it moves upon the face of the deep, God was doing something. That word deep there in the Hebrew, and then when we, we go and we begin to research the scriptures and Job talks about it, it talks about the deep being frozen. So, in other words, the deep is our water supply. That things that, that bring you the source of life. Water is, is a means to a, a supply that we need, okay? So, it, it, and Job, Job talks about that, it, the, uh, the face of the water supply, the face of the deep, it, it had frozen. And so that means anything that's frozen, nothing can come through it. Are you with me? Okay? Now, let's go to look at that verse number three in Genesis chapter number one. Okay? Verse number three. All right. It says this, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. That word said there in the Hebrew means God challenged what he saw. He challenged the darkness. And when he challenged the darkness, then the light came forth. Everything that's happening in the beginning, God challenged it for a purpose, okay? Even in all our own personal lives, when he challenges the darkness in our our life, then light has to come forth, okay? God challenged things, all right? He said, first the thing that he said now, he God challenged the darkness that was there and to bring forth light. Because remember, it was just total chaotic. It was a wilderness place. You know, it was without form. It was without form, without void, and it was void. It was empty. So he had to challenge that, okay? How many of us will allow God to challenge the darkness in us? It's, it's fine to read it from the script, but let's bring it home personally. When, when we allow him to challenge the darkness within us, and when that happens and we yield and when we surrender, then the light, the God himself, will come forth in us. Amen? Now, he cha- the first thing he challenges is the darkness. First thing God challenges in us is the darkness. And the reason why, because the book of John talks about it, that men love darkness 
rather than the what? The light. Is that not true about sin? <laughs> we, we, we love darkness, and, and darkness is sin. We love darkness rather than the light. So he, he challenges the darkness within us in order to bring forth the light. So he has to challenge that thing in, in us in order for us to begin to look like him. All right? Now, the next thing that he, he challenges is we're going to look at verse number 6, and we won't be before you long. Verse number 6 says, And God said, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let and let it divide the waters from the waters. And verse 6, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. So the next thing that he challenges is, is the firmament. So I took the liberty to look up that word firmament there, okay? And, and the definition, and, and in the Hebrew meaning of it, it means, it means a pounding of the earth. <laughs> that firmament means a pounding of the earth. And it also means that it reveals the passion of God. It's the passion of God. It's, and Psalms 104 says that it shows the handiwork of God. It, the the, the firmament, it, it shows the passion of God. You know, when we begin to look at, uh, at God and begin to look at the firmament, look at everything that God has created, Everything that we see shows the handiwork of God. That's God's passion. When he, when he brings forth the sun, the moon, and the stars, and all the planets, see, that's God's passion that's within him. And, 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 you know, it's just like this. Bring it back home personally. Whatever you have a passion for, you're going to do your best at it, right? It will come right out. I mean, you, it will be your sick. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It will be your signature. Amen. So what we see, the handiwork of God, is God's signature. So whenever we, we, we go out, whenever we walk, when we look and we observe, it, we see the handiwork of God. It's God's signature everywhere, all around the world. Why? Because he dispelled darkness and he brought forth the light. And he had to begin to put things in place. All right? So he challenged the firmament, okay? He releases, when he challenged that, then the, the, his passion began to come forth. I mean, that just, to me, that was just so awesome. That was a pounding of the earth. <laughs> yeah, just like God does a pounding of our soul to get us straight. He, he began to pound in the earth, and it released his passion. And every time you look around, you can see the passion of God. And, and as, as, as I begin to, to, to study on this word and, and, and go in deep meditation, I'm like, God, you are so phenomenal. I mean, there's nobody like God. I mean, just look around. And, and, if, and, and for whatever reason, if, if you want to know the power of God, just walk out sometime in the nighttime and just look up. Just look up. Have you ever done that lately? <laughs> Have you ever done that lately? You know, the stars are so big, and it seems like they sparkle. And then sometimes they may be different sizes, but it does something in our spirit when we do that. Amen? Yeah, we, we need to do that. We need to learn to appreciate the handiwork of God, okay? Now, that's the challenge. He challenged the firmament. He challenged that space so it can reveal his passion. 
Oh, God, I love you. Mm, to reveal his passion. Now, the next thing that he challenges is in verse number, number nine. All right, let's move on. Because we talked about the beginning, that which we uh, could not see in the natural, be, that's, that which is beyond the, the natural, beyond the physical, okay? Now, verse number nine, okay, God gives another challenge. Verse nine says, and God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place and let the dry land appear and it was so. Okay, he challenges the water. Okay, now watch what happens in verse 10. And God called the dry land what? Earth. So, so, so the, the, the dry land is earth. He, he, he challenged the waters and it brought forth because there was all the waters was gathered together. And then the dry land came forth. And then it says in verse number 10, you see, and God called the dry land earth. And the gathering together, the waters, he called the seas. And God saw that it was good. He saw that it was good. So he, he challenges once again, but this time he challenges the water. And from that water, it, it releases and it calls for the, the dry land and the waters to separate. And God called the dry land, he called it earth. I don't know what scientists may call it, but I know what the word of God calls it. And then he calls the remaining water, he calls that the seas with an S. He calls it the seas, okay? Now, the next challenge he has now is in verse number 11. Watch this. Verse number 11, because we're talking about the beginning, the process of things that God has, has did in the very beginning. And he says, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass. Remember now, he challenged the waters and the waters uh, released the dry land. And all of a sudden he called that dry land earth. So now he's, he's challenging the earth. He says in and, and verse, verse, yeah, he says in uh, verse number 11, he said, and God said, let the earth, because now he's challenging the earth, bring forth grass the herb yielding seed, the fruit trees yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. So when he began to challenge the earth and everything that was beginning to, to produce and bring forth, he was dealing with the seed, and he talked about the fruit trees. He, this brings about the food supply. He, he challenged the earth to release that food supply. That's what he did. That was the next challenge. If you see the order of God, you see him. He challenges that darkness, and, and, and he, he gets things straightened out. And what happens in him, he begins to challenge everything else for it to come into existence. All right? So now the food supply is in existence. Are y'all with me? Amen. Can, can we dissect this? Is, is this some dinosaur meat? Amen. Or can we chew it, all right, and digest it well? Amen. So he challenges the food. He, he challenges the earth to bring forth this food supply. Now, at one point, we were only supposedly to eat uh, uh, vegetables, you know, uh, herbs and things like that. No, no meat was involved, okay, uh, at, one, at one particular time. Okay, so and I think sometimes people take some things out of context, especially by what you eat and what you're not supposed to eat. But God brought that forth. Amen. He brought forth the food supply. All this is a setup. 
to what he's going to do at the end. It's a setup, okay? He, he challenges the food supply. He challenges the earth to bring forth grass, herbs, yielding seed, fruit trees, yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And so it was. Now, I heard something from the Spirit. Seed, which seed that was in itself. Whatever we have on the inside, we, we got seeds on the inside of us, okay? Once we challenge those seeds on the inside of us, it's going to produce something. It's going to birth something. But some people allow the seeds that they have inside of them to lie dormant. But you have to challenge that thing on the inside of you in order for it to produce. Amen? Can I get an amen? All right? Is anybody challenge, has been challenging anything on the inside? So you know, mentally, we got to challenge our thoughts because, see, Satan puts thoughts in our minds. We have to challenge those thoughts that the enemy put in there, all right? Because that may not be a seed that God put there. In fact, but it's not a seed that God put there. It's a seed that the enemy put there, okay? Now, let's look at verse, verse, number, uh, verse number 14. We're still talking about what God is challenging, Amen. He's challenging some things. Verse 14 says, and God said, that means he's challenging again. He says, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for seasons and for seasons and for days and years. So what he's doing here, he's challenging the lights. Okay, he talks about in the next in the next scripture, he talks about the light being the sun and the moon. He he talks about how he challenges them and he gives them a purpose. See, the sun and the moon and all that stuff, it's not just there just to be there. God gave it a purpose. The purpose is in the latter part of verse 14. It says that he challenges the light in the in the firmament of the of heaven to divide the day from the night. That's a separation. That's how we got the day, and this is how we got the night. And then he says, let them be for signs and seasons for days and years. This is how we got all of this. We think man did it. No, God did this. The purpose, see, the sun and the moon and all those elements, of it, they know their purpose. They know why God did design them, and they design, he designed them for signs. He designs them for the seasons, for days, and for years. They, they had a purpose. What we see is not that it does not have a purpose. It has a purpose because God has said it to be so. That's just like when it comes down to the oceans, it, it has to get permission to go beyond its boundaries from God because God has set the boundaries for the waters. And see, the only way it goes, it goes beyond that, that means God has allowed those boundaries to be moved. See, that's how powerful God is. I don't know why we think we serve a little penny any God. You know, I mean, our God is so powerful. Because whatever he challenges, it comes into existence, okay? It comes into existence, okay? So there's a purpose. There is a purpose for what we see. Now, the next thing is we're going to look at verse number 20. All right. Now, verse 20 in Genesis chapter 1, verse 20 says, And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath what? Life. See that in verse 20? 
Okay? He said, and God said, God challenges. He said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that have life and fowls that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. So now we see a, the reproduction system because now he's challenging from the waters those things that have life. You didn't see that word that have life when it began to talk about the seas, right? It didn't, it didn't have that scripture there. It didn't have that there. But he challenges what had life to, to, to be fruitful and multiply. All right? Now, um, I, this scripture is not up there on the board, but I'm going to read it. It's verse number 22 to get you to understand something. Verse 22 says in Genesis 1, And God blessed them. He's talking about these creatures now. That he had brought forth, okay? He said, and God blessed them, saying what? Be fruitful, multiply, fill the waters in the seas, and let fowls multiply in the earth. Now, who else did he give that command to? To be fruitful and multiply. But why is it that we all the time, we only preach about being fruitful and multiplying when it deals with man? Because here, he's saying, he, he gave that same command to, to anything that had life that was in the seas, in the waters, anything that was moving that had life. He told them to be fruitful and multiply. But we never hear that. We never teach that. We always say, well, you know, God said, he told man, be fruitful and multiply. But we never talk about these, the, the, those things that's under the water that we can see, oh, such, such uh, 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 magnificent beings beneath the waters. And God tells them to, to be fruitful and multiply. He gives them a command. He challenges the waters. Is that not, I mean, is that not powerful in your mind? <laughs> the power of God, how he can challenge something, he speaks something, and it comes, it comes to play. I mean, it's amazing that creatures that walk four feet and has four has yeah but that will obey God and produce and multiply and man that who has two two feet and been given the same challenge but most times they don't obey God. <laughs> Amen. That mu- the multiplication of being fruitful and, and multiply means more than just going out having babies. Okay? You can, you can you multiply in many different ways. You, you're fruitful in many different ways. Everything God has placed on the inside of you, that seed, God said, bring that seed forth. Bring those gifts forth. Multiply those gifts. Multiply. Be fruitful. Because once you do that, all the, all the creation, all the world, many people's lives will be changed. That, you know, the other day I, I got tired, and we're going to go to the last version. We're just about done because we want to make sure we get kids in. I had gotten tired doing those vitamins. We've done about seven churches. And I was like, Lord, I, my back hurt. My feet hurt. I said, God, you, I know you told me to do that because you, 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 he brought it forth. I mean, it was just there. I mean, in abundance. And I was just tired, and I was like, oh. It seemed like every time we go back to get something, they had more and more and more. And I said, oh, God, I'm just so tired. And then the Lord speaks to me. He said, that's ministry. And what's happening is because through vitamins, whether we know it or not, it builds our immune system, 
And once it builds our immune system, it is, it, it is one of those agents that fight against the coronavirus, COVID-19. So I had to look at it from the aspect of God. Because when God said to do it, he didn't say, Brenda, it's going to be easy. It's gonna, you're not going to get tired. But he said, you're saving lives. Amen. You're saving lives. Amen. We, don't, we have not a clue. And we know that it's God because there's no way we can do it. I mean, talking about, I'm talking about us as a whole, house of destiny as a whole. There's no way we can do what, we, what we've done because those people that are receiving those churches, I mean, even to the point where today is the second round to, to go into Gaffney, we're talking about a community. And so far, by the time they end today, they will have over 200 bags of vitamins, and inside each bag is going from seven to eight vitamins. Do you know how much money that is? When you go out and pay, we have to go back. So that's how you know it's God because it came from, it came from God to the house of destiny free. Now, he might going to give you that kind of stuff free and cost that much money. Come on, come, let's, can we be real? Because we don't want to give up, get up off, off nothing, right? You know, beyond $5 or $2. We don't want to do that. But, but God says, you take that. He said, that's another, that's another ministry within the house of destiny. I mean, because you are helping lives. Because I'm sitting there and doing the zip line, but that has nothing. They, when it goes out, it goes from House of Destiny, Boiling Springs, South Carolina. That means everybody that's connected is included. Amen. So we need to give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. For what he's doing. Amen. He's promoting us, and we haven't done anything except receive the goods. Is that not amazing? <laughs> it's amazing. You're saving lives. I mean, it's just like those that seed. You're bringing, it, you're bringing forth life. Okay? You begin to examine your own self and see what you have on the inside. And allow God to, 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 let, uh, to be fruitful and multiply. Allow God to multiply within you. Amen? Allow God to multiply. You got more in you than you think you got in you. We, we, we look at the darkness too much. We look at the dark side. We need to look at the light. We need to allow God to move upon our souls. We move upon our spirit. Move upon the darkness. Because this, oh God, I hear you. We've got some gifts on the inside that the Lord has given us and ministry that's in us that's been frozen. It's been frozen. That water supply on the inside that God has on the inside, it's been frozen. God said, I want to release that. And when you release water, water goes everywhere. See, your, your spirit that you have in the Lord, when you release all that, allow him to release that, it touches people's lives and it brings life. We've made salvation so boring. It's pitiful. You know why it's boring? Because most people are on a stool to do nothing. Amen. Can I get amen lights? Okay, I'll talk to the lights, okay? Amen. Since y'all don't want to talk, I'll talk to the lights. Amen. But, but it's not boring. It's not boring. Okay, let's finish. Finish with this last verse, okay? Remember, God's challenging everything, right? He challenges the darkness. He challenges that. He challenges uh, the firmaments, so he releases his passions. Mm. 
Yeah, he, 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 he challenges to the, form, to the point where he's bringing forth the food supply. He's challenging so he, the reproductive system began to operate and work. And it says be fruitful and multiply. And the last verse is verse number 26. Verse number 26. Verse number 26. Are we there? Verse number 26. All right. Verse number 26 says, look at this last challenge. And God said, God challenged. What did he challenge? And God says, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. What he does in verse number 26, what he challenges is, he challenges himself. He challenges himself. He, he says, uh, and God said he challenges he said, let, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And then he talks about, and let them have dominion. He wants man to have dominion. Now, he, he's, he's outlined everything. He's brought forth everything. And the last challenge was to himself. And then that which he brought forth from himself, okay, he said, let us make man in our likeness and in our image and give them dominion. Watch this, that verse 26. Okay, now it says, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Did y'all see man in there anywhere? He gave him dominion. He gave him dominion over everything except for man. Now see, God did not give man dominion over man. That's not what the book said. Do I need to read it again? Because I don't know who we got that from. And we, we understand, in actuality, in the very beginning, man, man and woman was equal until that they ate from, it's not an apple. I don't know where they got that from. He told them not to eat from that tree of good and evil. Because, see, when they did that, they knew both sides of the coin be like Satan. Satan knew that which was good, which was right, because he was in heaven with the Father. And he also ended up here on the earth, okay? So he says to, to, to him, so because you, he says to Adam, he said, because you listen to your, your wife, you listen to Eve. You know, then Eve had to become to the point of bearing children, you know. And, and Eve was at a point wherein she had to be submissive to her husband. She was out of order. She, everything had fallen at that point. You know, when they, did, when they went against God, okay? But in that scripture from the very beginning, man never had dominion over man. But yet, we like to have dominion over man, don't we? Man likes to have dominion. Can we be real? Amen. It's like one likes to be superior to the other. Or one think, thank you, Holy Spirit, they think they're superior to the other. But that's not, that's not so. 
That's not, that's not how it was in the beginning, according to the word of God. Man was never supposed to rule over man, just those other things that God had created. But we got it messed up, mixed up. Confusion, okay? Because we begin to follow after our own thoughts, our own ways. The word of God said, lean not to your own understanding. And that's what we did. So it's talking about in the beginning. He gives man dominion over everything that he created. He brought forth. He did that. He, he challenged things in order for them to come forth from out of that darkness. But at the end, he gives man dominion over it all. That's phenomenal. Are you walking in, are you walking in dominionship? Are you laying down and letting the enemy have your dominionship? Think about that. You think about how God laid that, laid that thing out in the beginning. How the spirit moved upon the face of the waters. That's power, y'all. That's power. God is a powerful God. Well, how did we manage to demote God down to the size of man? I don't understand that. He's a superior being. If, if, if we could allow our minds to even fathom that whenever we look, even at the trees that we see, the flowers, have you ever been went someplace you see all these different colored flowers? Have you ever went to some of these these little zoos and you see all these different kind of fish in there, all different colors? All that is God's created power. I mean, when you look at the sky, I mean God is an architect. I mean, if we can just comprehend who He is and trust Him, even during this time, God is phenomenal. He is. I don't know about y'all, God, but I know about mine. I'm excited about my God. No matter what we go through, no matter what I go through, I am excited about my God. Because there's nothing that goes on that he does not know. And I'll tell you one thing, he can reveal all things, even your thoughts right now. Someone said, well, it's that time to hang up, it's that time to stop. Well, I just finished my last verse. God just read somebody's thoughts. <laughs> Amen. But if you can just grab hold to Genesis chapter number 1, it's more than just reading on the paper. It's more than that. It's a whole lot more than that. And, oh, my God, if you walk down those pages and just think about the firmament, that what you see above you, that's the passion of God. We need to change our thoughts. Our thought pattern needs to be, that is the, well, what, what we see is the heart of God. You want to know your God? Look around, you will see the heart of God, his passion, his passion. Oh, my God. He's, I'm just excited by myself, Brother Phil. Hallelujah. I love him. I love the Lord. I love, I love, I love when he speaks, when he shares, when he reveals. I just love it. I love it. I love it. In the beginning. Go back home. I know it's posted on Facebook, posted on sermon.net.net.tv, whatever that thing is. I know it's posted there. And if you'd like to have a DVD, we'll give you one. Listen to it. Think about the power of God. And I grant you, during this time of, of the, the dilemma, the crisis that the world is in, if you can focus on the power of God, you'll make it through. You'll make it through. Amen. You'll make it through. 
You'll make it through. You'll make it through. That's why, you know, I think somebody was, you know, I, I, don't, I don't let nobody tell me what Corona going to do to me. No, that ain't what the book said. I deal with what this right here said. That this is my only instruction about Corona. And God said, if I be in my secret place, I'm where I'm supposed to be, he said it won't even come nigh my dwelling. And I receive God's word. I receive the word of God. I don't, I don't receive nothing. Show me here. <laughs> and I, I've, said, I've said to the best of my friends and to the riches of my friends, they say, everybody, nope, 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 no, not here. You go speak that mess somewhere else. But I won't receive it in my spirit. Because that's not what God said. The beginning. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 I pray that your minds were stretched today. I pray that it was stretched.